Tonight we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to introduce kind of some of the things that we're going to be doing over the next 12 weeks for summer. We're going to, we're going to talk about high tech around here. Um, we're going to talk about them and uh, get some of your feedback on some of the items and uh, move forward with that kind of stuff. But before we do that, what I would like for you to do is to get in a group of about six. Uh, let's do, let's do, let's see, there's three in the Godhead. Let's do three. Groups of three. Get in a group of three. If you're a couple, try not to get with a couple because then it's awkward for the person that's in your group. Okay? I'm sorry. I just thought of that after I said three. I know. Sorry. Groups of three. Don't do four. Do three. You heard three. Come on. We're not in high school. You can do this. Yes, really. Really. Look, you're even going to do five. Come on, Dana. Hook it up. Hook it up. Amy, y'all going to join us? Are you going to talk back there and all that? <laughs> we need full participation tonight because there's 10 people here. Okay. Um, so things that we're going to pray about tonight. Welcome, welcome. Groups of three, look, you walked in as a group of three, and you can sit down as a group of three, and you can do what we're about to do as a group of three. Don't you feel welcomed? Not really. Awesome. Okay, uh, a couple things we're going to pray about tonight. Number one, um, we want to thank you again for praying for us while we were in Tanzania. A lot of really neat things happened, a lot of growth within the individuals that went, and also a lot of um, harvest a lot of fruit um, in the lives of people. And we want to pray specifically for the new believers that came to know Christ while our group was there, while Andrea's group was there, while Jana's group. There are three teams that went to Tanzania over the past three, four weeks. And thousands upon thousands of people heard the gospel. Um, and about 13,000 people responded to the gospel. And we know that some of those are genuine salvation, and we know some of those might just be going through the motion salvation. So what we want to do is we want to pray for those believers. We also planted, I can't forget, I, I did forget, I can't remember, how many um, churches, do y'all remember how many churches over the past 46 in our week? So, okay, lots of churches planted. And what that means, you, you and I think of church like First Eulis Church maybe, uh, our group, Catherine Chirac and I, our group was like a, our church was um, four sticks in the ground and a tin roof and people brought their own seats and there was about 15 people. So when we say church, we mean like not monument church, we mean body of believers church that maybe even might meet under a tree. And so it's pretty amazing. While we were there, we walked with people. Um, I had an interpreter and then I had a pastor with me. So if someone came to know the Lord, you immediately hook them up with the pastor. Then they can follow up with the discipleship. Hey, I'm your pastor. Would you like to come and grow in, in, in Christ? And so it's a pretty, pretty neat thing, but we want to pray for them. We want to pray that God would continue to grow them, continue to make them um, a part of the body of Christ that's over there in Tanzania and really to two things you're going to pray, that they would grow in their relationship with Christ and that they would catch a vision for their nation, 
that they would catch a vision to be the people that carry the gospel in Tanzania so that they don't have, the, have to have the white man to come over there every year. But they do it, okay? 228 churches. Brilliant. So, groups of three, uh, just kind of have one person pray for you, and the other two people just kind of do the, uh-huh, right on, agree with you, peace, cool, okay? Then I'll close this in prayer. Go for it. Father, we come before you tonight, and we thank you that you are a God of the nations, and you are a God who hears us when we pray. And Father, you say to ask, and if it's in accordance with your will that it will be done, it's as good as gold, it's done. Father, we know that your desire is to plant these believers, these new converts in your word, to plant them in a community, to plant them in a thriving faith family. And Father, we ask tonight that you would continue the work that your spirit did while we were there. We thank you for being able to take part in that. We thank you for all the people that sent us and prayed for us. But Lord, we ask that we would continue to um, send our prayers, to send our energy, to send our thoughts to Tanzania. And Lord, that you would do an amazing work for the sake of the kingdom. Through these new converts, these new believers who are fighting things just like we fight things, who are fighting false doctrine, who are fighting uh, inconsistency in their faith, who are fighting competing denominations, who are fighting demonic activity, drugs, alcohol abuse, hopelessness, and all of these people come and say, this is the answer. Drugs are the answer. Education is the answer. But Father, we know that Jesus is the only answer. Lord, we thank you for what you have done, but we ask that the seeds that were planted would grow into a huge exponential harvest for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of your name, and for the sake of your glory. We thank you for hearing our prayers, and we ask that you, even in this case, would do exceedingly abundantly above all we could think, hope, or imagine. Thank you, Jesus, and thank you for the gospel. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right. Another thing I'd like for you to pray for tonight, and uh, we don't do this all the time, but I think it's great for us to unite in prayer. Um, something, Two things that we have been intent on growing in this year, and I, we're taking s- sequential steps in growth in that, um, is prayer and the Word. And um, another thing that is huge in the news over the past couple of days, I don't know if you all watch the news or if you're in tune with what's going on, but there is a huge thing taking place right now in Israel, um, off the coast of Israel, and there's a lot of speculation, there's a lot of tension, there's a lot of people that are really rigid, and um, the bottom could fall out at any second. With Israel, um, Benjamin Netanyahu says... Uh, who's their pretty much leader, says, we will not step down. Um, We will not give in to radical Islam, and we will not give in to Hamas, which is this organization that is totally against what Israel is about, wants to wipe, they've said they want to wipe Israel off the map. So you have that over here, then you have Israel maybe not walking in... the the most wise situation in in what happened. 
and again, tensions are high. And if you know anything about that area, everybody sides. Everybody has sides in that area. And um, our country is usually in the middle of that. And it's just a really shaky situation right now in our world. Um, there's probably nuclear weapons involved. There's underground tunnels where they supply all these radical insurgents. And so we just need to pray for, one, for the peace of Israel, for the peace of Jerusalem, because we're commanded to do that in God's word. And two, we need to pray for our brothers and sisters that are in Israel. We need to pray for our brothers and sisters that are underground in the Gaza Strip. We need to pray that God gives them peace and God gives them the ability to face this situation with the wisdom and discernment that only the Holy Spirit can give them. Okay? So, next person in your group, uh, pray for the peace of Israel and pray for this situation to be a situation where the gospel can go forth. Okay? You ready? Go for it. Father, we thank you for what you are doing. And Lord, we thank you that we can trust that you are a sovereign God, even in the midst of what looks like chaos, even in the midst of war and um, all of the things that are taking place overseas. Lord, we recognize that everything is spiritual and that there is a spiritual significance, there is a spiritual thing that is taking place right now. And Father, we can't see all of that, we don't understand all of that right now, but Lord, we trust you, and we ask that you would use this for your purpose, for the sake of your kingdom, and Lord, that you would give wisdom to our leaders, the leaders of our country. We ask that you would give wisdom and applied wisdom to the leaders of Israel, and Lord, that you would, again, be with our brothers and sisters that are in fear right now. We ask that you would give them boldness. We ask that you would give them courage for the sake of the gospel and for the sake of the kingdom, that you would comfort them with the Holy Spirit, that you would allow them to comfort one another, and Lord, that you would do um, amazing things in, in this situation. Lord, we ask that you would bring it back to our memory to pray, like you've told us to, for the peace of Jerusalem. And Lord, we thank you for hearing our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, and then a real quick update. I won't ask you to pray about it. Uh, we'll pray together about it. But a couple of weeks ago when we, um, I guess two Sundays ago, I let you know of a, a thing that was taking place in Egypt where some people that went, uh, that were workers with E3, which is the missions organization that we partner with a lot. The Tanzania team partnered with E3. They get a bunch of churches together, put them in the field together, and they work strategically with the nationals in that country to establish the church. Um, E3 workers were put into prison. I think it was seven E3 workers put into prison in an Egyptian prison that has been notoriously known for their hostility, for their uh, just brutality with prisoners. These people were um, in prison for the sake of the gospel. This is one of those acts situations where someone is preaching the gospel, they are taken into prison, they are beaten beyond recognition and, um, for, for their faith. And they have the opportunity either to recant and say, I, you know, whatever, I'll, do, I'll convert to Islam or I'll convert to this or that, 
or to say, Jesus, give me strength in order to be the gospel to these people who are beating me. And um, thank you for praying for them, those of you that did pray. Uh, two days later, they were set free, which is an amazing thing. Uh, usually most people who go to this prison, they are in prison for three to four months. No one hears about them. No one hears about their condition. No one hears anything about their trials. And for some reason, just like when the Lord let Paul out of prison, uh, these people were let out of prison. Um, it's a miraculous thing that it happened. Also, if you are aware of another situation, there were two Iranian Christians uh, two girls, and I never can say their names, uh, but they have been, they were in prison for about 14 months. They were led out of prison in December, November, December, and they were awaiting trial. These two women who are our age were put into prison also for the sake of the gospel, and um, their families, congressmen, churches were writing letters to the Iranian government, and um, it came out a couple weeks ago that their trial has been dropped. They are set free. They are free to leave the country. They're free to go about their business. And what's awesome is they're not leaving. They're staying. They're going to continue to preach the gospel. Awesome. They are amazing people. And so that brings us to this summer. You'll note that things are a little bit different around here. Uh, we don't have someone up here singing. We don't... Um, we don't have a lot of flashy things going on. We, we do have some candles. Don't those look great? Doesn't everyone feel ambiance? Uh, but we, with prayer and the word being the two things that we really want to focus on, as we've done that this year, we've seen our need for the gospel. Uh, before we left, before we took a break in May, uh, the last thing that we did was preach the gospel to yourself. And it has challenged me as I have seen other people preaching the gospel to themselves, as I've had conversations with many of you of this is how I'm preaching the gospel to myself every day, and this is what the Lord is revealing to me. And see what that does, if you weren't here, what that does for us is it lets us have the reality that I am nothing without Jesus that any good thing that I have in me is a result of Jesus Christ being it through me. Paul says it in Colossians, just as you've received Christ by faith, you've done nothing, not works, no one can boast. Just as you've received Christ, walk in him. And see, what we try to do so many times with the Christian walk is after we become believers, we th then think that we've got to muster up this strength and we've got to do everything. And the Christian life is about doing, 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 doing. And we forget that just as we've received Christ by faith, so walk in him by faith through the Holy Spirit. And so what we're going to be doing this summer is we're going to be pressing in even further. We focused on the gospel, but then what happens after the gospel? So um, I want to show you this clip real quick, and it will kind of get us started to talk about what we're going to be doing. Go ahead and show that for me, Ron. The reality for us is that while we sit in comfort and while we sit in, um, you know, a cool little ambiance, little candles and comfy chairs, some of you, um, that 
the world is out there and is dying and is lost and is going to go to hell. And for some of us, that is a problem. Uh, For some of us, that really grips us. And for others of us, we're cool with being comfortable. And um, I can tell you that the Lord over the past eight months has really been messing with me of how to move forward. Not just my family and I moving forward in living for the sake of the Great Commission, but how to move other people forward with me. We know the Great Commission. We know the call. We know what we're supposed to do. And yet, we sit in comfort. And we come week after week to church. And we get, you know, we get stuff that makes us feel okay. But then all underlying all of it is there are people that are lost. There are people that are dying. And they will go to hell. There are people on planet Earth today who have never heard the name of Jesus in their native language. They've never heard the gospel. And then you put yourself in comparison to that, contrast to that. I've heard the gospel so many times. Almost to the point where I'm numb to it if I'm not preaching it to myself every day. There's so many people. We have 250 people that come in and out of here in a month. Which is crazy because you look around and you're like, what? On Sunday mornings, we usually have about 75, 60 to 75 people. But on our, these people come regularly. And by regularly, we mean for our age group, 18 to 35, they're here one or two Sundays a month. That's a regular attender. That there are 250 people that are in that category. What if we, most of you are here tonight, what if the core of our group got so burdened for the lost, so burdened for our family, for our friends, for our workplaces, for all of that, that we did some of those things. We made our lives count. We lived for the sake of the lost. We pierced the darkness with the light of Jesus Christ. We changed lives. We gathered an army. We rallied the troops and we stormed the gates of hell with the cross of Christ. What would that look like if, if our group did that? I think it would look like some people being like, um, I'm just in it for the social club, dude. I'm here to make some friends, maybe make a wife. Make a wife, get a wife. I'm here to kind of continue in this comfortable stuff. Um, I think it would mess with those people a little bit. But Jesus' call was, Equip the equippers. You know, we've, we talk about this all the time. Some of you are new, haven't got the pep talk yet. But Jesus evangelized. He went to the ripe, as John Metter calls it. He established them in their faith. He equipped them. He equipped them to then go and to transplant what he did in other places. And you know what? The Lord has transplanted some of the people in our group. They've gone other places. Some of them have gotten married. Uh, Joe right now is overseas taking the gospel to India. Erin is getting ready to leave to take the gospel where she's going. Katie May is in Peru. Maybe, not yet. She's almost going to get there. She's going to Peru to live for the sake of the gospel. And some people are like, oh, what are you going to do? Your key leaders are gone. That's awesome. 
that is the win, that is the celebration. These people are living for the sake of the gospel. But those three versus us here, there's probably 30, 40 people here tonight. What if we as a group huddled in together and said, guts, glory, goes to the Father, we're going to live for the kingdom of God for the sake of the lost, to bring more people into the kingdom. That requires a little bit of a difference for us in things that we do. Um, Everybody knows that we have no budget, but what if we used our budget that we do have, which is crazy because we have so much more budget than the little poles and tin roof in Africa, Um, What if we used our budget not for us, not so that we had Rita's, and not so we tried to compel people, hey, we'll give you Rita's if you come and endure 30 minutes of this guy talking. Um, Not using those things to get people to come in, but saying we're going to send this out for the sake of the nations. What would that look like in our group if we did some of those things differently? And we're going to talk about some of those tonight. Go um, Go to the next slide for me, please. I had this brilliant presentation for you. Oh, it's awesome. That font isn't even in the computer, and so it didn't come up. Um, and like I said, the power went off, lightning struck, and five hours of work. Save your work. Note that. We have three things. These are called on-ramps for you. Three things that we do together. Three things during the summer that we're going to say, you know, this is... Um, You don't have to do all three of these. It would be great if you could, but these are priority for us in this community in order to carry out the gospel uh, where we are. Number one is Sunday morning. We have connection class. These are in no particular order. We have connection class for you. Um, Over the next 12 weeks, we're going to be embarking on some things where we try to make things cohesive in our group. So far it's been, well, some people go to community group, some people come on Wednesday nights, and more people come on Sunday mornings, but there's no, there's no like stuff that holds this all together. Um, I, I want to try to get all of that to come together to where when you are here on Sunday morning, you're, it's spurring you off of what you've seen on Wednesday night, and when you go to community group, it is okay. We're going to take these two things that we've done, Wednesday night, Sunday morning, and we are going to go out. We're going to be purposed for the gospel. We're going to develop and foster community within our group so that we can go out. Um, Here's some of the things that that's going to look like. Go to the next slide for me, please. This is Sunday, what we're going to be doing. God the Father sent his Son to earth in the form of a man, Jesus. He was the final sacrifice and perfect example of love. After his resurrection, he ascended and left with us a gift, his Holy Spirit, the Helper, so that we, like the Spirit, could be true and living witnesses for Christ. Unfortunately, today's church has admired the gift but neglected to open it. Discover today how the Holy Spirit makes Christian life possible. All right. 
So Sundays, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be going through this book together. And um, some of you are like, what? We're going to read. Uh, you don't have to read. Um, I have the study materials that is word-centered, Bible-centered, but just to get us to chew on this thought of if we are really the children of God, then, well, I'll put it out there for you. How would you describe yourself? Give me, um, let me give you these words, and you think in your mind, don't shout out, yeah, that's me. Um, how would you describe yourself? Uh, number one, struggling. Two, um, unfruitful. Three, insecure. This is spiritually speaking. Um, four, powerless or impotent when it comes to your faith. Um, or five, powerful. Do I need to go through them again? Insecure, unfruitful, powerless, impotent, struggling, or powerful. Now, we, we, know, we can use our brains to figure out which one is like the, right on, that's what it's supposed to be, and which ones are like the, ooh, that's where I'm at right now, but I'm not supposed to be that. Somebody uh, take your Bible and read Acts 1-8 for us, kind of loudly, since you don't have the microphone. Many of you know this verse. Excellent. Power. Powerful. Power to do what, if you're there? To be witnesses. What's a witness? Okay, someone who observes. So, court of law, you're called in because you're a witness. What do you do? If you're on CSI and you're called in to be a witness. What you've seen, what you've heard. This is reality, this is what happened, and I'm going to give public testimony to what has happened. How does that fit into, you will receive power to be my witnesses when the Holy Spirit comes upon you? How, do, how does that connect? Seeing the cross, seeing the gospel, and then living my life so that I give witness to what Christ has done, right? Okay, so Sunday mornings, we're going to be taking, uh, taking this and unpacking it a lot. Um, some of you have this book. Some of you have expressed interest in this book. Um, it's good. It's not one of those that goes real crazy into some Holy Spirit, Shamalama Ding Dong type healing, be healed touch type stuff. It doesn't, go, it doesn't go crazy on us. It, it tries to uh, maintain a center uh, of balance of 
man's responsibility and the Holy Spirit leading you and guiding you. Uh, we, we ordered a couple of these copies if you'd like to have one. If you want to go get one at Amazon, if you want to go get it at Lifeway, they have those. You will not have to have this on Sunday mornings. On Sunday mornings, we're going to be taking some, of, some thoughts from the book, some thoughts from Scripture. We're going to be meeting in some small groups in this room, dispersed among the room. And we're going to be talking about things in our group and then coming back together as a big group to largely discuss those things. Okay? So Amy has these back there. She'll have them tonight. She'll have them on Sunday. They're 12 bucks. Okay? 12 bucks. You can probably get it. Hey, I paid 15 for mine. What? Oh, well. You can probably get them for cheaper um, somewhere else, but for the sake of convenience, we bought them from Lifeway and whatever. Um, so that's Sunday morning. Um, click the next thing for me, please. Kind of crazy. Lots of stuff mentioned on that one. Yeah, I'm back here. Um, community groups. Some of you have been involved in community groups over the past couple months. We did a kind of big push for those in January and February. And um, many of you have been meeting together. Some of you have been meeting together once a week. Some of you twice or every other week. Um, some of you haven't been meeting together. Some of you are like, what is a community group? Um, community groups are going to change, recalibrate for the summer in that. Uh, well, let me, let me just say it like this. There are three seasons to our ministry at this church a year. There is what we call fall, September and forward. There is what we call spring. And then there is summer. We are in the third season, summer. We've had a lot of people leave that are going other places over the summer. And we're going to have an influx of people come home for the summer. College graduates, high school seniors, and people that have been kind of off the radar for a little bit are going to be coming back in here to check it out. So what we are going to try to do with community groups... Um, each community group thus far has looked differently. For those of you that don't know, we had a community group of community group leaders back in the fall. And it was a pretty awesome time, pretty sweet time. Um, but as we've sent those community group leaders out, each of them had their own experience. Uh, we sent them out two by two to rally you all together to do this. Some of you have done an amazing job of taking ownership of your area we're going to be in Eulis, and we are going to pump up the gospel in the name of Jesus Christ in Eulis. Other people have kind of turned it into like a social thing, which is okay. Other people have turned it into a uh, my neighborhood against your neighborhood type thing. So we're going to recalibrate for the summer. And what that means is we're not going to go through a study in community groups. We're not going to study this book in community groups because what happens is, again, Wednesday night, we shoot this way. Sunday mornings, we shoot this way. Community groups, some people shoot this way, that way, and 10 people in a group, and they're all shooting different directions. What we want to do is come together as one group, Sunday, Wednesday, community groups, and all shoot in the same direction. We're going to be studying this book together on Sundays talking about those things. And I'll get to what we're going to be doing on Wednesday nights in a second. 
that's going to help us with that. And then our community groups are going to be, here's what we're doing Sunday. Here's what we're doing Wednesdays. Let's process that for a brief time together intentionally. Let's have some community with each other and with one another. And let's have this be the first touch place where we can say to Bob or Bill or Sally, or I don't know why they're all 1950s names, where we can invite those people to say, here, come experience this community. Come experience what we're doing. We're having a barbecue. We'd love you to come and chill for a little bit. To take ownership of our neighborhoods. Not to bring them here, because here's a philosophical difference for us. Some churches operate in this way, and you know these churches, and you've probably been a part of these churches I have before, where my job is to get you, the people, to go out invite friends, you invite friends to come, I preach the gospel to them, and your only job is compel people, drag people here, get them to come to this one hour of service on Sunday mornings. That's been moderately effective, but not exponentially effective. My philosophy and what I believe the philosophy of the Word of God is, I equip the saints for service, we meet here, you go out and live intentionally. Not you bring them to come hear the gospel, but you take, I equip you, you take the gospel out to those people, and wow, one person preaching the gospel versus, let's say, our 250 people that are in and out of here getting ownership of it and taking the gospel to their workplace, to their families, to their social group, to their gym, to their running club, all those things. Awesome. To their corner Starbucks that they go to every week at this time, and they know the barista by name, and they know their drink. Awesome. A little bit different, right? So we want to be about this, all right? So that's community groups. You'll get more information on that. If some of you are in a community group, your community group leaders, I'm going to meet with them. They're going to funnel all this information to you. If some of you are like, I want to get in on that, Call us at the office. We'll get you hooked up with the community group leader in your area. We'll probably have some new groups start and maybe some old groups that need to die, die. And so that we can say, okay, we got these groups coming. We got this group coming. We got this group coming. Okay? So that's that. Last but not least, Wednesday night. Go ahead and play that for me, please. monumental real like cliffhanger right on Wednesday nights we are going to be studying the book of Acts but it's going to be I keep saying this word it's going to be different than what we've done before in that the past couple of times that we have met together since I've been here it's been you come here we study the book of Judges you go home we come here we center in on what the gospel is you go home you, I, might, I even tried to give, hey, let's try this, preach the gospel to yourself, tell me some ways that you're going to do that, go do that. Maybe, please go do that. And some of you did that. 
Um, how many of you, this is so, this so shows how lame I am. How many of you last night watched, um, what's her name? What's the name of the show? Losing It with Jillian. Anybody? Jillian's a beast. How many know who Jillian is, right? Biggest Loser, you know Biggest Loser? Y'all are liars. Y'all know what The Biggest Loser is, right? Okay, The Biggest Loser, there's this lady named Jillian, and she's a beast, and she tells people like it is. And last night, she is, um, the, the spin on this show is she goes and lives with a family. Someone in the family has called and said, we need help. The person goes to the family, uh, Jillian goes to the family and basically gets in their face in, in the weight room and helps them unpack the issue of why they are just chronically obese. I think one of the guys was, no, the lady was 56% of her body weight was fat. And it all came from an emotional issue that she was repressing through eating. Crazy. And so Jillian goes and she helps them to understand that and she is in their face, like yelling at them, getting in their face, screaming at them, saying, you can do this. You have to do this. I can't. It's going to kill me. You're killing yourself already. To try is to try to fail is a thing that she kept saying over and over again. Well, I'm trying. I, I, I'm trying. I'm trying. No, don't try. Do it. And I'm sitting here like, this is awesome. Number one, Jillian's a beast. Number two, why can't we take this jump from this show that has swept across the nation, has done these amazing things in people's lives for the sake of their health, why can't we take that jump to spiritually, spiritually speaking? Why do we feel like we have to be like, oh, flowery, you know, God loves you and skipping through the fields. Jesus wants to skip through the fields with you and just... Ugh. Why can't we be those type of people that gets, get in other people's face and say, if you want to be healthy, if you want to grow, if you're sick and tired of being the lame, grade Christian, if you're sick of going through the motions, if you're sick of struggling, if you're sick of being unfruitful, if you're sick of living the life the way that you are, then let's go. Let's do this. Let's get, do this together. Let's fight this battle together and let's do it. And so last night and while I'm in Africa and while I'm just laying there in a pool of my own grossness while I have malaria, I'm praying about these things of like, how do we, how do we do this? How do we get people to take ownership of their spiritual lives. And so what we're going to do on Wednesday nights, I'm giving you what is called the Acts Challenge, okay? On Wednesday nights, it's not going to be you just coming to hear someone talk for 30 minutes about the book of Acts and, oh, wouldn't that be great if we could be like the first century church? That's not what we're going to do. What we're going to do is I'm giving you the challenge to buck up and be responsible for your Christian growth, to be responsible for being in the Word every day consistently. We know we need to be in the Word. We know that the Word is what brings transformation. We know all of those things, and yet we lack consistency. 
right? So what I'm going to try to do and what I'm covenanting to do is spend daily time in the book of Acts. And my challenge to you is if you want to grow, if you want to stop living a life where it's just the struggle and you're defeated all the time and you have no idea what it means to grow as a believer, um, to give you this challenge, the challenge. Are you ready for the challenge? <clears throat> all of this will be online tomorrow because the challenge starts tomorrow. And I got this idea because I think last summer y'all did like the scripture memory challenge, right? Okay, we're going to incorporate all of those elements that you did with the scripture memory challenge. And we are going to set up a site on our website where you can go for a daily 15 to 20 minute time period in the word every day. Not where I'm telling you what Acts says, but where you're opening the word of God for yourself. I'm giving you the, you, and you all have seen this as we've studied together on Wednesday nights. Hey, if I were studying this on my own, I would mark this word. You've seen that on Sundays in your small group classes. Hey, we're studying discipleship. We might want to mark the word disciple or follow. We've gotten a little taste of that, but now it's time for you to take ownership of your spiritual walk. Okay, where 15, 20 minutes a day, you're going to have a Bible. Bibles are good. And you are going to mark in your Bible like we've done here on Sunday mornings. I'll give you the phrase that you need to mark. I'll give you the, hey, we're going to observe this. Look at what the text says. You might want to pay attention to this word, mark it. You will also need um, a notebook. And this is kind of weird. And guys, you might have to get over this but a moleskin or a black notebook or a little spire-bound notebook or go through your closet. You probably have 1,800 of them from college that you probably never used. A Bible, a notebook, and some pens. You're going to spend 15 to 20 minutes in the Word. Starting tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, six days, 15 to 20 minutes in the Word. Then on Wednesday nights, what's going to happen is we're going to come together and we're going to discuss what the Lord has taught us in the Word. Now, my goal is we have, what, 75 people here on Sundays. My goal is for 25% of our group to really own this and do this. Uh, let me give you some examples. I did a class a couple weeks ago, uh, and some of you were in that class. And it was evident when you came to class and you didn't know what you were, you didn't study, and those that had studied it, owned it, loved it, and lived it in that week. I'll never forget Randy. Randy, when the light came on and you were so pumped about the book of Jonah, because we were studying the book of Jonah. And Randy comes in, has this excitement, he's ready to go. I ask a question and then it's like, blah, 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 blah. he talks and other people in the class talk because he's so pumped about what the Lord is teaching him in the word. Another person, I don't know if you're here, Dana. Dana was another one where Dana's posting stuff on her Facebook about Jonah and Nineveh and, oh, I was about to think of how stupid Jonah was and then I'm like, oh, crap, I'm Jonah because this is my Nineveh and all this other stuff that the Lord is teaching Dana. We come to class together and Dana asks a question and Dana and Randy and then it's like all these people are talking about what they've learned in the Word. Now, I, I see 
what's going on in your brain above your head right here. That what about the visitor that comes? Or what about the person that just doesn't do this? Well, you're going to get to hear some people that are pretty pumped about the book of Acts and probably get slammed because you're like, I, this is so easy, I could do this, and I probably should do this. You're still going to learn because we're going to be talking about the Word of God in the book of Acts together, okay? Pretty crazy, pretty awesome. So the Acts challenge is get in the Word for yourself, go online later, um, and it'll be on there. And it, all we want you to do is say, I will commit to do this. Not, I'll commit to try this. I'll commit to, you know, New Year's resolution this. And two weeks later, I'm going to, in it to win it, do this. For the sake, gentlemen, guys, for the sake of my future family, for the sake of my integrity, for the sake of my character, for the sake of being a godly man, ladies, same thing. For the sake of being the woman that God has created to you to be in Christ Jesus. You cannot be that person if you are not in the word. Gentlemen, you cannot be the man of strength and honor and dignity and lead the charge at the gates of hell without the word of God. Without being in community with one another, discussing the word of God, holding each other accountable. So that's our, our attempt to bring all of these things that have been going on into one centralized focus. You'll notice the book of Acts. The primary character in the book of Acts is, one of them is the Holy Spirit, which we're going to be talking about on Sundays. Community groups is going to be, hey, that's pretty crazy. This whole Holy Spirit witness thing, what, what does that mean in your, your community group? Talking about that in a very small detail, not studying the book of Revelation together. Okay? So, the emphasis is the Word of God. The emphasis is prayer. Um, for those of you that sign up, what, what this is going to look like is, uh, for the Acts Challenge, it's going to go online, and online you're going to have the opportunity underneath to comment and say, I'm in it, I'm going to do it. Okay? I'm going to do it. You're like, oh, that puts me on the spot. It's out there for everybody to see. Whatever. You can sign in either through Facebook if you have Twitter, you can use your Twitter account. If you just have the email, use the email. We will get a hold of you, and we will give you the follow-up instructions. From now until Sunday evening, if you sign up, you're going to be put in a pool. In the pool, uh, you are going to be, you could be the lucky winner of a Bible that will let you mark in it. You can mark in the Bible. It's wide text for you. You can do your thing in the Bible, okay? You will also get a notebook and some other things to go along with it. You'll get one of these, a copy of this book, giving you some incentive. Those things are worthy things to say, do this, we'll spend money to help you with this versus Rita's. We love Rita's, right? Okay, um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Go to the next slide, the Acts Challenge. That font looks so sterile. Go ahead to the next one. Finally, we have a new thing called Charities. Is that what we named it, Amy? We couldn't think of a cool name. Charities, okay? We are, um, we're going to be taking orders for these T-shirts, and the incentive with these T-shirts is um, they're, they're going to be pretty pricey because we'll go to Starbucks and we'll drop six bucks on a cup of coffee, some of us, and not even think about it. These are probably going to be about 20 bucks. And a 
portion of those proceeds, not like the five cent thing, but a portion of those proceeds, we're going to put all of that money together and we're going to say, okay, here's four charities. We as a group are going to decide, we're going to prayerfully consider online which charity we want this extra money to go to. I already have the four charities in mind. It'll give you the opportunity to see some of the things that are going on in the world and some charities, some gospel-centered yet also meeting physical need charities. Um, it'll give us the opportunity to send some of it that way. Pretty cool, okay? So that'll probably be online as well tomorrow. This will not be a, oh yeah, get me a medium, I'll pay you later. No, it'll be 20 bucks, we'll give you your shirt later, okay? That's how that's going to work, all right? Lots of information, lots of stuff for you. Let me pray, we're done. Yeah. Um, probably not very long, right? A couple weeks. Why? Just tell us Joe's size and we'll get him one. Is that what you're talking about? Any other questions, comments, concerns? Any questions about any of this stuff? Other service aspects, um, this summer we are also going to try to get the community groups to take ownership of a service project to get us out in the community. That's another thing that's coming. Um, as we're studying the book of Acts, something that you need to do, and this is a little weird and we'll talk about this later, but when you come here during the week, come here on Wednesday nights, we might be going somewhere else to study, to chill, to apply one of the things that we're looking at in the Word. So every week it would be really beneficial if you would come to church yeah, and you're like, I'm cool, hip clothes. But also some like, I don't mind getting these clothes dirty, clothes maybe in your car. That's all we're going to say. Um, have you seen the show Wipeout? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I love that show too. My daughter loves that show. Let me pray for us. We're done. Father, I thank you so much for all this stuff. And Lord, I ask that you would make sense of the chaos of what I've tried to communicate tonight. Father, ultimately, I ask that you would begin... No, not begin. That you would continue to stir in the hearts of people in this room. Lord, we know we need to take ownership of our spiritual growth. We know we need to live for the sake of the lost. We know that we need to sacrificially spend our lives for the sake of the kingdom. But Father, help us as a community, as one believer with another believer and another believer, a faith family, help us to get how to do that together. Lord, lots of stuff tonight. Lord, I ask that you would impress upon people's hearts whether or not they should, whether or not they have to do this Acts challenge. Lord, I ask that you would impress upon them whether or not they should do all of these things. Lord, and that you would give them the ability to follow through in what you've called them to do. Lord, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the urgency that you are beginning to give us for the sake of the gospel. And we ask that that would increase and increase and increase so that the world doesn't know us because of the way we live our life for Christ, but we call the world to come to the cross to experience Christ. We love you. We praise you for who you are and for what you've done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.